With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Help your business bounce forward today with this amazing offer. For a limited time, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to learn more. Comcast Business. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business customers only. Call for restrictions and complete details. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again. Fresh off a 2-0 win on the up block. I'm going to start with Rodney. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, what's good, man? We're good, brother. Uh, Elijah, how's it going, my G? I'm all good, man. It's still 9 a.m. Be out here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on that. And uh, Disu, how you doing, G? Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. Nothing heavy. Something light for them, yeah? Yeah, nothing too heavy. All right, cool. So we're going to get in straight away. So we're just coming off a 2-0 win away at Stamford Bridge. Uh, let's get your opinions on the performance, lads. So I'm going to go around the uh, room, see what you guys thought of the performance. I want your player ratings. But before we do the player ratings, what was your opinions when you saw the lineup before we started? And we'll start with you, Elijah. Um, I thought the team was pretty decent. I mean, this seems to be his go-to shape when we go away from home against a big team, three at the back. Uh, four midfield, one be- one behind Marshall and James or Marshall and Rashford, but Marshall and James, and then basically the strikers have this role where they split really wide. They essentially play as wingers, and then the number ten um, is either out 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 of possession, he's marking the DM, and then in it he's trying to make runs into the box whenever he can. But um, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't too happy with the fact that Wambasaka was right wing back again because Liverpool and Man City away in the League Cup he was awful on the ball and it really it's really hard to build any attacks when we have to funnel it down one side because our better ball players are on that left side we have Fred Shaw Williams and Marshall who are essentially the best technical players in our team which is a big that shame but if that's the case it's just it's just, it's, it's cutting off one side of the pitch. So, going into it, I I was thinking we're going to have to sit back, soak up pressure, let Chelsea have the line share possession and then try and hit them on the break as we've done in the two games previous. The game looked pretty much how I thought it would, would do. I mean, we did, we looked very, I mean, to be, to be fair, it was just a normal performance from United. We weren't very good on the ball. We weren't close enough many spaces. 
Chelsea from playing at all. We didn't create much much chance at all. As out before the goal, outside of Martial, basically turning on it, passing to Bruno, him him do, him and Bruno doing a one-two, and then for some reason he took it with his left, when he should have taken it with his right, and um, it just went past post. Apart from that, we didn't do much in that first half at all. Um, yeah, and then the goal, the goal was just out of nothing to be honest. Like, didn't expect the one v one play for from Wambasaka. I mean, it was against Williams, so it's not like a fullback, but still. To he get put it. the guy in a spin cycle, hit him with a yeah. hezzy, then hit him with a hezzy again, and the cross <laughs> was nice, boy. The cross was really nice, and then that is actually an excellent header from Marshall. I, the thing is with Marshall, he's actually when you see the goals he scores with headers, they're actually good headers as well. But he just doesn't do it enough. He doesn't get get across his man enough. He doesn't doesn't pin his guy at the back post enough. So it's something he really need, needs to work on because he's when he does get his head on it, he can actually put it put it in, in the net really well. Um, yeah, apart from that, Martial that was, that was the worst performance I've seen from him in the first half. He let like he let Chris Sensen bully him, like, bully him, bully, bully, bully him. Bully that was ridic- it was absolutely ridiculous. He kept giving giving the ball away. His hold up play was ridiculous. Like for some reason, he tried to do this thing where he tried to hold Chris Sensen at arm's length, and then Chris Sensen just kept coming around him and and just nicking the ball away. Really poor. James was as crap as he usually is. So, what can you say? Bruno was on the periphery. Fred first half fa- found it a bit difficult because we just weren't keeping the ball well enough. Matic that was that was probably his worst performance of the season. Williams was really poor on the ball today. Really, really poor. Make he looked really nervous for some reason. Like that's the most nervous I've seen. I've I've seen him. Wambasaka, yeah, and I think the back three were were pretty good. Shaw was really good. Bailly, incredible. Uh, Maguire, was, Maguire was good. I mean, there was sometimes he still got spun by bats. And it was just, it's just weird, man. Like, I don't like him with 1v1 at all. And if you're the middle guy in the back three, <coughs> there's going to be times when one v one when the team is out of shape and you're going yeah, to be definitely. A, a lot, to, to a lot of space. He's actually, like, atrocious 1v1. Like, yeah. atrocious... Any sort of sharp movement or turn, and he's yeah. du- he's dusted. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's just scary. I mean, second half it was. I don't think it was. It wasn't a good performance. It was just. I don't know what the difference between the first second half was. I just think it was just because the game was a bit more back to front in terms of like it was just basically just going from one box to the other. It made us look better. But we weren't. We didn't really do much. I mean, most of our better chances came from set pieces. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a really good performance. The only re- the only real standouts were by Fred. Second half was incredible. Like, like for some reason, in these big games, in the second half, he really comes out. Like Liverpool away, Man City away. He, he came out and showed second half that spends, he was spends it. the first half rattled. Yeah, then, you know that uh, <laughs> you know that gif with uh, the baby eating a chicken wing, a hot one. <laughs> F it, like what have I got to lose now? Yeah. He was covering ground on a matting, like and then on the ball as well. Like he uh, he was making decent decisions on the ball, like l- little little touches here and there. Bruno, 
put in the first good cross I've seen from United player in ages. Like ages, and he hit the post with a free kick. That's he our dead. Post. That's our dead ball specialist now. And then there was even the one where he got it to Maguire at the back post. That that free kick was from where D where D D Maria used to cross it from like five years ago. F it. And he got right, that just let right. it go. Let it go. Wait, Marshall was ready, you know, hungry. Yeah, yeah. Hungry. Right. Them man are hungry. Yeah, so like that, that that was good to see, but yeah, Bai was that block from Kovacic was quality. incredible, man. Quality, incredible. Like on like the thing is with Bai, when when he when he plays like that, it's like you have to stay fit because he's so immense. Like he's just a proper defender, and then he gives you these moments where just icing the cake, where he's doing stepovers. In his own box and just like, oh man, like that was a proper and that was his first start in ten months. It's like it's ridiculous, man. Like I was so I was so impressed and ha- happy that he played that well. Sure as well, he somehow found a home at left centre back. To be fair, it makes sense. He doesn't have to close down anyone. He can be in that. He he can stay narrow. He doesn't have to confront anyone, so it can be a pussy in in a sense. So yeah, man. Not a great performance, but not. It was just. I think Chelsea were bad enough to make it look average. Cool, uh, Dissy. What did you think? Um, the, the blood of my enemies. I, I'm being honest with you. That's how I feel right now. The pain is giving me energy, energizing me. Fam, I, I love can't it. lie. That game couldn't. Okay, outside of performance, that couldn't have gone any better for me, fam. Mitchy disaster class. Martial <laughs> goal. Yeah. Martial goal. Goals be disallowed. <laughs> the, the, buying masterclass. It's like guys are getting nosebleeds, you know. <laughs> Man, are um, getting pebbles to pitch cuz like scary. No, no, it, it was delicious. Still, um, I thought United did way better than I thought they would. Um, I think Chelsea Kante going off um, definitely changed the game because Chelsea went to a, more like a four-two-three-one. And then it made it so much easier for our midfield to like have more time on the ball and pass around Chelsea's Higgy press. Um, I thought Fred was, I thought Fred and Matic were really good. Relatively, like I thought they were good on the ball. They were always what I liked about Fred and Matic. They didn't hide from the ball like a certain Scottish um, Scottish midfielder. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but like they were always showing for the ball, no matter what pressure Chelsea were doing, and then they were able to pass it first time round the corner into one of the fullbacks, which was really good. Um, Marshall was just bad. I just thought, honest, I just, it's frustrating. Like the way he was playing was really weird. Like he 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 just kept on wanting to come feet, come feet, and he'll come feet, and he weren't able to pin Christiansen. But second half, he was able to pin Zuma, who's ten times stronger. Doesn't make sense. Um, he showed two bits of quality. The one where he um, got the ball turned, ran, played a one-two Bruno, and then like Elijah said, Fiji's right foot. I'm pretty sure he scores. And obviously the header. Um, Daniel James, terrible player, but not his fault. It's just, just happy, just happy to be here. And I was just, I was really impressed with um Bay and um Shaw at the back. I thought they did really, really well. What I liked about both of them is that even when they knit the ball back and stepped in, they were good in possession as well, which was um which was very important. Bruno was wasn't really effective in the game, but limited possession. Um Chelsea weren't very good, to be honest. Um they lack a lot of quality. You could definitely see a lack of quality, lack a lot of ideas. 
Anyway, Nick, and I think Mitchie made it so easy for our defenders because Maguire was just stepping in. But he spun him a few times because Maguire's a bum at that, but it was just easy for us. I think when Giroud came on, like they were able to like link the play a lot better because Giroud can actually play football, unlike Mitchie. And yeah, we, we we got a bit lucky with the offside because that was really, really close. But I did I did think the first Salah was a good decision because I don't think Fred really pushed him that much. Like you see that you see those in every phase of play, like a little arm, like sidearm push. He doesn't really extend it. Whereas um Aspie just like two hand pushed <laughs> Brandon Williams. So yeah. Um have a, a decent away win, I would say. Cool. And last but not least, Rodney, what did you think of that performance? At the, before the game, you asked which buy we were going to get today. Which buy did we get, brother? And we got a bit of both. We got a bit. <laughs> so, you know what? It's so weird with this guy. Because I watch him and think, oh, for fuck's sake, buy. And then other times I watch him, like, this guy is fucking sick. He just, he just he's mad. He's an anonymous. He's like, he so just... frustrating. You know next yeah. game he's going to make a mad mistake, man. Yeah, even in the game, like, there was a few times where he gave the ball away and he put mm. us under pressure and he didn't really need to do that. And there was other times where he was doing Ronaldinho in our box and I'm like, if you can do that in the box under pressure around free opposition, why are you giving the ball away under no pressure and it's a five-yard pass? I just, you know, he... he he gets the hard things right and the easy things wrong. I just, I don't yeah, know. he loves I just, the ball. He loves the ball. So yeah. when he gets it, he doesn't like to just give it up. He has to do a little madness before before it. Before every game, they just need to show him clips of that PSG performance. So that will humble him still. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but all in all, that was a good performance from Bay. That's what his first start in how long at the bridge. And he did, he did really well. Him and Shaw, like the other two have said, were um, good. But again... When you're playing um, in the back three and you've got five in front of you or you've got five sitting with you, it makes it easier, right? And you've got Brandon Williams on your left-hand side. So Shaw's work was sort of limited in what he had to do in the game. So the less you've got to do, the better you can be, right? So in terms of Shaw's performance, I'm going to say I was okay. He didn't really have much to do anyway. Like Elijah said, he could just be a pussy at the back. But it's better than what we've seen in recent weeks. I don't... Elijah spoke on um, splitting of our strikers. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me because we're not going to get the ball into Bruno. So him making space for him to run into or Fred or whoever's going to make that run into the box makes no sense because we're not getting the ball out wide quick enough. We're not getting the ball in the box. We're not playing through the lines. So why are we splitting our two strikers? It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand point in doing it if we're not going to get the ball to them it's pointless it just looks stupid it just makes Martial look like he's just being lazy out on the left when in actual fact that's an instruction he was bad he was bad today but what he was being asked to do just makes no sense because the ball's not getting to him anyway and when it was get when it was getting to him he wasn't holding it up and he's playing on the left and he's having to come inside no I didn't Martial was bad but I don't, don't like that role that Solskjaer gives him in big games with where you split and you pull out wide and then one normally the number ten is like Lingard or AP and even then Bruno still wasn't getting in because nobody's finding him so it's just pointless. Again today we look like eleven strangers like nobody could string any passes together. I think Fred and Matic with it. Matic had like a bad like fifteen twenty minutes in the game. Matic is another that, madman. Like in one segment of play he'll like win it off the man nicely and then again he'll get gassed. 
and try hold on to it for too long, try stride yeah. out, and then they'll take it back off him, man. He needs to chill, chill small, yeah. He had a, he had a bad period, but him and Fred, like um, Dissy was saying, they showed really well for the ball. Most of the time, they kept the ball really well. They weren't really paying in between the lines or slapping balls through to Bruno. They weren't really finding Bruno a lot, but you don't really expect that from them. So that you're not going to start criticizing them for things they can't do. Aaron Wambasaka, apart from the assist going forward, he's just he's just short of ideas, man. Going forward, um, Brandon Williams on the ball today, he just yeah, he kept giving the ball away, like passing inside. And when you when when we're when we're countering and you're passing the ball inside and we're losing the ball and you're giving the ball to Kovacic, who's a ball carrier, you're putting us under pressure. So today he was really bad. I've I've not seen him perform like that. To be honest with you, yeah, that that, that, that was shocking from him. Um, Daniel James is just oh man. I said before when we saw the lineup, we should just play Greenwood because technically he's a better player and he's a, he's more composed. And I think he'll find players better when he gets on the ball. Don't get me wrong, Dan James is a trier, but no, it's just there's not enough there to say yeah we're starting away at the bridge for what reason? I don't. I, I, no, that. I don't understand the decision to keep starting Dan James. Just it's just a weird one. Maguire again, like, but Suari is not fit. He hasn't played in how many weeks? Hmm? What's his name? Batshuari, bro. Yeah, that's what I call him. <laughs> that sounds like a mix of his actual name. What's his name? Calamari. And um, man, man. <laughs> that's the like dishes, you know. <laughs> Batshuari. <laughs> I said, Fuck that guy. You don't play enough to know his name. <laughs> 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 yeah, keep going. Yeah. Keep cooking. To get, to get spun like that by my man, oh, it's, it's, it's shocking, man. Twice it happened as well. And he got megged for the, um, is it the coverage itself or some shit like that? Yeah, he's, when he comes out and a player's coming at him, he's always, you know he's he gets fun, beat every time. Like, this every isn't right. Time. He can't keep getting away with this. No, but actually, you know what? I think I, I was going a bit light on Martial. He was fucking crap today, man. He I'm was poor. I don't know why it. you were allowing him at the, yeah, at the yeah, start. Yeah, no, no, no. Every time, like, not... the thing is, yeah, yeah. I get I'm it. You're him. going long periods without getting the ball. But when that yeah. ball gets to you as an outlet, you have to, at the bare minimum, far, hold it up so the pressure can come off us for a little bit I and thought, we can get up the pitch. What? All that's happening here, yeah, he'd get it. Christiansen will come and take it off him and then the pressure's back on. And then he had that one moment, I think, when he did the one-two and then he had the left foot shot and I think he got... After that, he was like, actually, I can kind of get through these, man, if I want to. And then, great, the header was a very, very good finish. And then he was much brighter in the second half. So you can tell that he's a confidence player, but you're too good to be a man whose performance ebbs and flows depending on how confident you feel. Exactly. Even the it's days where you're not feeling it, you need to be still trying to get the ball and get touches on the ball, man. That's something he needs to really, really work on. Especially when he's looking around and your options are Daniel Daniel James, bruv. That's who you have to link up with. So we, no. need, you to, we need you to do, to do a bit. I think he held a few knocks and I was waiting for him to pull up like he was injured on a mad thing, but, yeah. but, but he firmed it. He firmed it still. Yeah, man. And, uh, I thought 9am was all about link-up play, hold-up play and all that, but it was fucking shocking. I don't, I don't know how man can run with that. You know what? I'm on to him now because I don't know how man can run with 9am and he was just... And you know, like, he scored and everyone was like, yeah, fucking Marshall. See, oh, like, man. 
No, I let him off. Cause no, 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 no. You can't. He, he, he's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he scores and he plays shit, he, he is. He's a number nine. It doesn't matter. He scored. It's calm. If no, because that's and, not what you lot have been. That's not what. No, 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 no. But but that's what everyone else says. So you can't have it both. You can't have it both ways. If he plays shit and he scores, you have to say, okay, he's a striker. He scored. No, I can't. Things I can't like, ignore shit performances. No, me, fam, me neither. I said it myself. He was poor today, and I'm not gonna yeah. ignore it. But for everyone else, they always say with Marshall. Yeah. Oh, everyone talks about the link up players. That that. If he scores, you can't chat. You can't chat. You can't chat about him. And that and that's it for, for for me. So he drops one out of tens and man just after that. Yeah, he scores, you know, someone. Eh? Yeah. <coughs> that's, oh, He's no, shit, oh man. Word. He's shit. He's shit, bro. Who's this? Who's this? He's shit, bro. Come on, man. You know who it is, man. <laughs> B-J-R, my lord. B-J-R. B-J-R, my lord, yeah? All right, someone went to Catholic school. All right, calm. <laughs> what did you think of the game, sir? Thanks, thanks for joining us, by the way, yeah? Oh, man, you know, man. You know, <laughs> late without you. Yeah, what did you but, think yeah, of the man, performance? Man. Yeah, let me know if I'm the last 10 minutes because I was doing something, you know. And then, like, uh, I've literally just been going through, like, some of the highlights, watching on um, Monday Night Football and whatever. But I was just getting the update from people, basically people telling me that Martial plays shit. Um, but I wasn't surprised, you know what I mean? We know what he's about. I mean, we know what that dons on. Um, ho- hopefully we can get a swap deal with Marshall for Haaland um, in about a year or so and then yeah we're moving <laughs> cool <laughs> cool alright all right. so we've, we've touched on the game we've obviously gone to the up block got on the win not been particularly good and then they've had decisions go against them which shouldn't have alright so I'm going to go through some of the decisions I want to hear what you guys think should Maguire have been sent off no, no. For uh, I, I just sorry, I I, I just I just watched it. I, I don't think he should have been sent off. Seb, no. Uh, Elijah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Jisoo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got two yeses, two noes. Uh, I'll break the tie with a no because I'm a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> put that down there. Um, should William have been booked for diving? No. No. All right. No. Cool. So Jisoo said no. Elijah said no. Uh, Seb? I didn't want to didn't see that one. Uh, Rodney? No. no th- this is mad. No. No. Uh, Mariah, my vote counts for four. So I say yes again because I'm a piece of shit. So that's another <laughs> yes. Um, Giroud. I mean, the rules that's are the rules. The rules are the rules, man. That's upside. Dem's the rules, man. Dem's the, the rules. The, all right, dem the rules. Right, cool. So I think we're kind of um, all in agreement that every decision that was made was actually correct. So I guess we. Oh yeah, and um, who scored the, for the corner? Zuma, but the push from Aspi. Yeah, and that should that push, have man. been should that have been uh, chalked off? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Come on, that push was the push and. Um, uh, Aspen the Critter's back weren't enough for him to extend both arms to yeah, man. that far. Come on, man. Right, Even like yeah. on the tube and that, just trying to... Yeah. <laughs> right, you're pushing around on the, the tube, yeah? <laughs> All right, Elijah, you know, stick talk. I respect <laughs> it. All right, cool. So with that being said and with business being handled, uh, the top five race 
is looking pretty interesting at the moment. So just to reel off the table for you guys, and I'll, I'll start from uh, below. So it says Liverpool, some team in second, and then Leicester. So obviously Leicester have got 50 points. They're pretty clear. Chelsea are fourth with 41 points. Spurs are fifth with 40. Sheffield United are sixth with 39. And we're seventh with 38. Uh, our next... Sorry? He's below us. Uh, we've got Wolves who are two points below us. Everton have the same amount of points as Wolves. And then some North London team uh, is uh, two points further back in 10th pla place. But we don't talk about them. Um, obviously, with what's happened with City, it's looking like it is going to be a top five situation for this season. Do you think we can do it, boys? No. No. Oh, wow. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, you see why I'm calm, yeah? People are like, oh, yeah, Oli's going to say... Ollie's gone, my G's. Ollie's nah, nah, gone. Ollie's, Ollie's gone regardless of what he does. So losing to us, you can no longer be like, ah, oh, yeah, that means Ollie's going to stay a bit longer. You just lost to a shit team. That's all. That's wow, all. And, yeah, if you could, and if you could give us top five on top of that, that's that's Oi. a nice parting gift. Why is Ollie gone? Because they know he's shit. Like, his record is just nowhere near good enough. Nowhere near good enough for them to justify keeping him. And on, uh, in regards to some other things that we'll speak on later on in the pod, <laughs> like the, the, the pressure, the pressure's on him. So, uh, with the topic of Ollie, let's, let's go to some interesting <laughs> events this evening. Uh, one, uh, Mino... Big Bulls Raiola has come out with uh, with a proper stick talk for Oli. So I think this was, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I, I think this was all started off by um, Oli saying that Pogba may not play again for us, for us this season. Is that correct? I don't know. Did yeah, something along those lines. It sounded like that. I wasn't, I didn't read the full comments. Maybe Elijah could discuss on that, but it sounded like that. It's yeah. something along those lines. So Mino Raiola has come out and he's basically said that Paul um, is not a slave, essentially. Obviously, he didn't use those words specifically, but basically, he's not your property. He's not my property either. And watch yourself, big man. So, <laughs> obviously, a lot, of a lot of people don't like him, but he gets the job done. He gets the job done, for real, for real. Of all the things you got to worry about, I'm telling you, this is the least, big man. Like, man, saw your job on LinkedIn, because, like, man, I'm on fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, with Mino, yeah, um, it's either he probably knows something like in the background or 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 whatnot. But for me, he's a cancer, though, man. I, you know what? I'm, I, as like I rate him, but I don't rate him. Like I'd rate him if he was greasing off somebody else's manager. But the fact that he's doing it to our club, yeah, it just compounds. It compounds. Because we're crap. Because we're yeah. crap. The only reason he's doing this is because he's been given the green light by his client. So I don't rate them. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Don't forget what you promised Paul in the summer. So obviously he probably said to Paul, all right, give me one leave. more season. Yeah, give me one more season, please, yeah? And then you can go in the summer. And now Oli's trying to come... With, like, Oli's a bit malicious, you know? He comes out with some sneaky, sneaky yeah, Mourinho-esque... Yeah, some sneaky yeah. Mourinho-esque comments. And Raul obviously knows Pogba doesn't want to say anything. Pogba's a respectful guy, all being, all being said, man. If I was him at this point, I'd be moving mad. So he gets his guy to do it, the guy that he pays him to speak up for him. And he's telling Oli, like, you need to watch yourself, bruv, right? So I ain't mad at it at all. Obviously, it's a shame that we're in this position. But, mm. bruv, you you would want your guy riding for you in, in any case if it was the shoe was on your foot, man. Uh, what do you think of the comments, uh, Elijah? Because I know you keep your ear to the streets. 
Yeah, so I saw. Um, so basically, it was about the fact that um, uh, I think Mino made some comments earlier in the week about um, talking. Just I can't remember what exactly they were about, but he, I think he even intimated in that that he's going to stop talking about Pogba now because you know it's just too much hype around it. And then Oli said in his Friday press conference that um, uh, Pogba isn't. Mino's Pogba is our player, so that's where the whole thing about um, the, ah, okay. the whole the, the whole the whole kind of you don't own Pogba Pogba's his own person thing. So I think that is just what made um, Raiola go off on one because just like saying he's basically he's basically just told like Raiola just just shut up like you need to stop talking he's our player he's, he's under our contract we will do what we want basically so I think that's where it all stemmed from but yeah I mean it, it's it's just silly because like it's just because like this is just basically it's getting to a point now where Man United might just might just move difficult for no reason like they might just demand money that they know no one will want to pay for Pogba just to piss off Raiola. Because it's getting to a point now where Raiola is basically speaking on United every two weeks. He's just, he's, he's saying saying shit about Woodward, just saying shit about, about our structure, about social. Like, it's like, if you keep on doing that, you might anger someone to the point where they do something which doesn't benefit themselves just to piss you off. And we've, like... I mean, it's just a silly situation. And, like, both sides just need to just shut up. And it'll be... This whole situation would be much easier if Pogba was on the pitch. But because he's not, it's like he's in the background. He's, he's kind of just, like, casting a big shadow over everything by not playing, even though he casts a big shadow when he is when he is playing. But that's more to do with how he's perceived by the pundits and everything and forms and stuff like that. But I would much rather that than this drama behind the scenes because it's just it's just childish and it's just it's just taken away I mean it, it's good that it's taken away from the pitch because we're absolutely crap but man like it's it's just stupid and ah uh, man like, that break that we had oh that was so mate, good man ah uh, so good there was no way I was coming on last week man I couldn't do, do, do it for, for, for another week <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it but yeah but yes, but like United really need to find a way just to like get. They need to stop giving agents so much power at the club because first it was Mendes, and now it's Raiola. Like now we just got to find a way where we're not dealing with these power agents to a point where they have so much power where they they can just speak out like they want. And obviously that part a part of that plays with just being a good team, but another part of that just. Being. That's all of it, really. Nah, Think but... about it. If if these players are coming here and they're happy, their agents don't have to speak out. The thing is, people like these power agents, these agents work for these players. So if Raiola is coming out to speak, it's because Paul Pogba wants him to speak. If Paul Pogba's happy, his agent doesn't have to speak. So working with these power agents is not the issue. It comes back to the core issue that we are not... Everything he's saying is true. Like, yeah. who could actually listen to what he's saying and say, oh, no, you no, know no. what he's saying? Everything you're saying is true. And everything he's saying is true. The only difference is that if it was a, a less well-known or less outspoken 
agent, they probably wouldn't have been as vocal as he is. But there's a reason why he gets results. And there's a reason why when players want to move to big clubs, they will go and get him to be their man, uh, to be their agent. So when you, I don't have a problem with us having these super agents linked to our club. What we need to worry about is the most important thing, which is having a good structure in place. That means when they get us these players, these players stay with us. They're happy to be here. And at, at the moment... The the love of Man United is is dimming very very quickly, boy. As we all as we all know. Anyone else want to add any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think um, I wanted to. I wanted to ask you like, what do you think he meant by remember what he said to Pogba in the summer? And secondly, I I just wish that if you search for Rio's name, there's so many people calling him a cancer. He's a disgrace of football. I just want people to wake up. He's just an agent. He's part of football as well. He's acting on the behalf of his client and he's the best at his job. He, he more, more footballers need agents that are older and they won't get taken a piss out of to a certain degree. You see what I'm saying? Like, if if we look at it from Rayola and Pogba's perspective, they could have gone, they could have gone anywhere they wanted to in 2016. They chose to go to Manchester United for whatever reasons. Yeah, cool. United finished fourth and fifth in back-to-back years. I think won a young FA Cup. Coming in with Zlatan, Mickey, and Mourinho, you're thinking, okay, cool, it's going to be a patterned club. United, since four years later, United are probably in the worst in their worst position they've been in. In fact, since Fergie. So this is probably the worst United team and prospects since 2013. Why on earth would one of the best players in the world and one of the most highly regarded players want to be anywhere near there? It doesn't make sense. There's a reason why Barcelona and PSG and Bayern Munich don't really deal with these type of noises because their their situations are patterned. Their situations are patterned. Do you, is there not Mendes and Rayola clients at all these clubs? Of course there is. So it's just that he's doing what he needs to do to get Pogba out the door. And I think the United fans should worry more about why the best player in the club by an absolute distance and the biggest star the club has probably ever signed I can't remember United signing somebody with this much status worldwide I can't remember maybe you look at um, um, jog my memory on that why is it another quality player going out the door that's what United fans should be worried about instead of just oh, oh Fergie was right about me you know like okay cool we sell Pogba and, and what do we do next like that should be our biggest issue but boy it's, it's, it's mad shout out Mino though he's a flipping G I like, I like that energy Oh, he, get, he well. gets it done, yeah? Yeah, he gets it done. Remember when, when Dortmund tried to lower the Mickey fee? Man flipped a couple of tables. They said 26 M's, bruv. Take it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> That's some G shit. Cool. I mean, after such a positive result, I mean, like I said, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing because we're still crap and Oli's out. Uh, some more, some more uh, good news to get onto. So there was a report that came out last week. Basically said that at this point, Manchester United are the 16th most uh, powerful club from a financial standpoint. Uh, as a Man United fan, who's always had that trump card of, hey, listen, man, the money's there to always fall back on, and I think we've always had that faith that as as long as we can get the right structure in place, we've got the money to quickly climb up the rungs again. To see that, that was that rattled me somewhat. Um, I didn't read it because I didn't want to be rattled even further. But I know you did, Elijah. So can you, for those of our listeners who may not have seen or read it, can you break down how, how that uh, ranking was um, was put together and what it 
means in real terms going forward? So, I didn't read the report this year as in-depth as previous years, but I do know the methodology that they use. So, it's based on, like, five factors. So, it's based on the value of the players that you have, the other assets that you have, then you have the owner potential the owner's potential to put money into your club then you have your cash in your bank then you have your net debt and it is weighted so that the owner's potential to put money into a club and your cash at bank are more important factors than the other three so when you look at it like that you know for a fact that the glazers are not going to put money into our club because since they've been here the only money that has come in through them has been through shareholders buying into the club and with cash last summer we actually we actually spent a lot of money from our cash balance because of the because the signings we made we paid a lot a lot of it up up front so in terms of those two those are the reasons why we dropped so badly because i think the season before we were like eighth or something something like that then we're back down 16 because we're not gonna have owners who are pumping in money and our cash has depleted quite a bit. Plus, we have this big debt and our player assets are horrendous because we lost Lukaku and Sanchez, who, as people, the way people perceive them, but they still have, they are still an asset as a player. They're still Herrera lost. They're still Fellaini. Like, these are assets that were actually, like, tan- like not tangible. They were assets that, ha- that actually held some value. So and we didn't replace them that well. We replaced them with a lot of younger players, essentially. So in terms of that, it's not as con- concerning. The problem is, is that with the play with, with the players, is that it's very, it's very bad because once Pogba's gone, we do not have players of much value at all. So if we want to revamp the squad, and we're not going to have an owner who's pumping in money, and then if we are continually going in the cycle where we're getting worse and worse our ability to bring in sponsors to cover the debt and stuff like that it'll be harder and then we'll have to keep selling this so it now is looking like there is potential where it's just a bit it's a bit on the edge on how on how much money and how much financial power we have but i don't think so I don't think it's as concerning as people made out to be because last year we were eighth and Spurs were higher than us last season just simply because of the fact that they had to take out a major loan for the stadium and they had a lot of cash in the bank. So stuff like that, they basically weigh, weigh, weigh heavily towards your owner, putting in money into the club and the cash you have. That's why PSG and City are just top two because they are clear with their owners because they will pump money in, into that club. So in terms of that, it's not as concerning as people have made it out to be, but it's still of a concern, especially to United because seeing that and it's not... Yeah, so seeing that is a bit concerned because it's something where it is not... It's, it's things that are based on actual facts because they pull their figures from many different places, Bloomberg, Transfer Market, stuff like that. So, yeah... I mean, yeah, it's a bit half and half for, for me, but yeah, I think Woodward should be concerned because it 
is looking like there is potential for United to go the way of Liverpool at this point. All right, cool, <laughs> lovely, uh, and thanks for that, Elijah. That was uh, oh, that, that's a that's a neat breakdown. Yeah, nice, nice and concise breakdown. And from there, we'll finish up with our, our listeners' questions. Uh, somebody shamefully tweeted the listeners' questions and tried to put my name on it. So I think it's also no foolish questions, please. And then they put my name on it. I mean, we can all guess who it is, but I think they'll eventually reveal themselves within this segment. Um, I will start with rah, Baller DB. Man ain't even asking any questions. What does a success, successful first season for Poch look like? Realistic expectation, please. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Anyone care to answer the man's question? Uh, third. What did I tell you? I told you, bub. Third. You know what? Yeah. You tweeted that and nobody's listening, evidently. So go on, Seb. Yeah, third. So uh, finishing third would be. Is that a title um, challenge or just a th- just bam, just your third? Um, definitely a title challenge, man. Definitely yeah. a challenge challenge because if if Poch comes in, uh, we know you know United will at least give him a young two hundred mil. Do you know what I mean? A young sure, two hundred mil. After what uh, Elijah just said. Like that, yeah, does, yeah, that, yeah. that does concern me, but I, I pack that thing too. I so that thing. <laughs> if you do come around here, you will get clapped. <laughs> but um... Are you sure, yeah, they got two hundred mil for him. <laughs> you ain't sure, but that, yeah, keep I going. We ain't got peace. even though we ain't got peas and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like two hundred mil is like a young thing. Like we will give you a young two hundred mil, like. Um, like we do have that somewhere. Do you know what I mean? We can, we can quickly do a quick, a quick deal, and you can get a quick two hundred. Um, and then also, I feel like um, if Pogba leaves, the Pogba fee. But they're trying to say Ramsey and Rabio for Pogba. I want the piece. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want Ramsey and Rabio. Um, so if we can get the piece for Pogba um, on top of whatever United have, plus like Lukaku piece, I think we should be okay, man. Like, I feel like... Um, I feel Lukaku like Lukaku peas went on Maguire, my G. Them Lukaku peas went on a defender no. who can't defend one-on-one, but continue. True, so that Lukaku peas... Well, the Pogba peas, anyway. Um, spend that. Uh, yeah, man, I think players want to come in for um, Poch rather than, like, um, you know, I don't think players really want to come in for Oli but then again there was uh, talks of Madison and Grealish saying it doesn't matter who the manager is we're on, we're on, we're on our knees like, they want to roll through so um, yeah man third uh, would be something and a title challenge at least cool uh, anyone else want to answer that question Rodney perhaps <laughs> what, what was the question again I, I mean you heard it mate but I'll, I'll answer it again uh what does a successful first season for Poch look like? Realistic expectations, please. No, I'll pass on that one. All right, cool. So that's one strike for Rodney. Um, it's got a question from Superfly MK. In the PL era, how many times did we buy the league? The ones that jump out to me are 13, 2009, 2008, 2003, uh, 1999. It's a... Uh, oh difficult one to answer um, I think just because our model was kind of we had the most money we just signed the best players from within 
the league and obviously that stopped the teams around us kind of consolidating and be ever becoming real, real threats. So um, what, do, what do you guys think in response to Superfly MK's question? How many times did we buy the league in the Premier League era? I don't think we bought the league in 13, to be fair. Like, I, I feel like like we, we took a risk on Van Persie. Um, obviously, it was the best strike. Well, one of the best strikers. We took a risk on him, but I don't think we bought the league per se. We bought, well, I saw we only bought one player. Yeah, so uh, for me, I don't think that was buying the league. But... Um, yeah, man. I think we just flexed on these broke boys for time, innit? But now they've come to the re they've come to reap. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mad thing. I, I don't really know. It's a bit of a hard question. But I just don't think for, uh, thirteen. So you disagree with that. thirteen, yeah? But yeah. the other ones, you'd say fair enough. Fear, fair enough. Yeah. Fair All right. Enough. Um, anyone else want to answer that question if they can? No. Okay. I don't think I don't think Kirby United have ever really. Well, not in my memory. I don't think we really bought the league. Even when we won it back in 2006-07, we only bought Carrick that s summer. Uh, the summer, summer after that, we got Nani, Hargis and Anson. And to be fair, a lot of them didn't even really start mostly in our start 11 consistently when we won the league and the Champions League. So it's like, I, I wouldn't say we bought the league in those years. Even 2012-13, we just bought Van Persie and him and Rooney were just flexing on the rest of the league to, to be fair so <laughs> okay flexing <laughs> on them it? boys yeah um, do you know what I think what people remember from that Fergie's reign is uh, we broke the record with Veron <laughs> we broke the record with Rio <laughs> we broke the record with Ronaldo then broke it with Rooney in the same summer so we across his reign we did spend quite a bit of money on a few players but I think yeah if you're talking about the seasons we won the league, which I guess was most of the time anyway. Um, yeah. When you trace back the, those summer signings, I don't think, yeah. I mean, one one big signing every summer, I wouldn't quite call buying the league. So I, I guess um, people don't agree with you uh, with that particular question, MK. Uh, got a question from it's like underscore. What's Sir Alex Ferguson's legacy? Looking back at the squad he left and covering up for the lack of investment. Um, Dissu, what are your feelings on that question? Can you read the question, please? Um, what's Sir Alex Ferguson's legacy? Looking back at the squad he left and covering up for the lack of investment. I, I think his legacy was he's excellent. Probably the greatest manager that's ever walked the face of the earth. I feel the squad that he left, I think, that's not his business, man. Man gave you a title every two years. Like, you went patting up, fam. So, um, I think... <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, I thought, obviously, he was able to paper over the cracks um, with he's been able to maximise certain players that, ever since he left, the likes of Jones and Smalling and Valencia and Young just look scary as hell after. So, um, yeah, that's that's his legacy. Um, top, top manager. And you'll get the best out of, out of his players. Cool. Does anyone uh, uh, disagree with this? No, okay. Uh, got a question from Ali underscore Port. Do you think Martial is actually not cut out as a striker, or is this a poor run of form only? He's not a striker. He's not a striker, yeah. 
Simple. He's not cut out for it. What do you think 100%. about? He's not cut out for the number nine role. He needs. He does. See the problem with Martial. He lacks intensity. He lacks desire, and he doesn't know his style yet. Until he figures that out, then he's not. He's not ready for the at United. Ready for the number nine position. He does. See, the thing about it, most strikers or elite strikers know their game. They know what they want to do on the ball. They know. They know what their style is like. If I ask the panel right now, what type of style is Martial as a forward? They're just gonna tell me hold up play, link up play, all this bullshit. He's just. He's at the moment. He doesn't know his own game for us to be able to say, right, "Cool, Martial's this, Martial's that." So I'm gonna say um, not, not a nine. Um, for me, I think he's been really poor since the Arsenal game. He's been like really, really poor. Like today was shocking. Wolves was very bad. What was the game before that? City, he wasn't good at City. all. Liverpool, I mean Liverpool. He flexed on Tran there. Ah, uh, he he was shocking that game too. Yeah, he uh, wasn't even he, good in that game. Oh. He was shocking that game. Like even he, even Liverpool, he was decent, but he missed that big chance. So you can't. You can't even say anything. Like he's since that asking him, he's been really, really bad. Before that, he was he, he he was doing decent enough. He had the Newcastle performance. He had the Burnley game where he 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 actually should have scored another. But I think yeah, this last month he's been really poor in terms of as a number nine. It's just the things that I've been saying since the start of the season. What I want to see with Martial. It's not the thing is people say intensity. I'm not the thing is with that. All I want is just sharpness. When like like. Exactly for his goal today. It, that's not intensity. That's just being sharp. Getting across your man quickly. Bang. You're there in front of him. And that's not intensity. That's not doing long runs into the channel. Stuff like that. That is just being sharp over a few steps. And getting in front of your man. And get and getting to the ball. And then wait. And then when he has the ball at his feet. Quicker decisions. If you're going to have a shot. Take two touches max. If possible. Then bang it. And he just he starts he needs to start letting off more shots. With me, the fact is that a lot of it does come from our lack of support behind him. But performances like the last month, it's not gonna help him because at at the end of the day, you have to show your ability to work in bad bad conditions for people to be able to trust you. You see guys like um Aubameyang. This guy is working with absolute bums right now and he is still managing to get goals. And that is the work of it. And that's not by doing all these... That's that's, that's not by doing all these long runs in the channel or being good hold-up play in the That's just hit from him being sharp in the box. And that's all Marshall needs to be. He needs to focus his game in, in the box more because he needs to be... The, the fact is that when he does get in there, he can be sharp, but he needs to do it more. And that's the thing with him. He needs to be in the box more to be able to be able to be sharp more, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think he's definitely a nine. I just think he needs to be he just needs to be a bit more selfish and I, I'm more disciplined. Yeah, our team's dead, but he just comes to hunt for the ball because he just feels like if I don't get the ball now, if I don't come get the ball, he ain't gonna get to me. But he can't he can't play like that. And all United nines have done that uh, over the years. Even Lukaku's done it, Rash has done it, he's played up front. Zlatan done it, but that's kind of Zlatan's game, so you kind of you could forgive him for that. And um, Martial, like he just needs this is definitely by far and away his worst stretch of performances because he, I think after he was good against Liverpool, Arsenal, actually no, I think he was pretty decent against Arsenal as well. Um, West Ham was it West Ham who, who, or Burnley? One of those games, 
he was absolutely horrendous. City, he was horrendous, and today, Burnley, yeah. yeah, today he was he was he was disrespectful. So um, <laughs> it's a joke. But with him, even the most promising thing about him is even when he's playing like an absolute bum, he can still get goals. Like he he can still get goals. But as Elijah says, it's all about what you do in and around the box. Then movements, getting across your front, getting across the front of your man, and he doesn't get opportunities to do that because he's too busy coming deep to receive the ball. Yes, them men are bums, but you just got you just got like a Batman does. Just keep making them runs, keep making them runs because eventually one of these retards might find you or somebody makes a mistake and then you can get in. Like he had what two opportunities and he almost scored two goals. Like he's been he's been he's been breezing through his United career on pure ability alone. Pure. I think I posted in a group chat. He's like one of the best out of all the main attackers in the league. Since he's been here, he's got one of the best conversions and percentages. He converts one of fifty percent of his big chances. So he just needs to really prioritize just those movements in the round of box. I think that does. There's no. It's no. What's it called? Um, shock that he, him and Rashford's best player has come when they're both in a team because at least if one of them's in a box, the other one could go get the ball, and it doesn't help when your best player is injured. But yeah, he needs, he, needs to, he needs to show discipline and just stay in and around the area and keep making the movements because he's got the finishing ability if he's right and he's heading and sometimes if he's left to score goals cool um, I don't want to hear what you have to say Seb because you kind of made it clear when you came onto the pod so with that being said uh, onto the game uh, against Club Bruges um, yeah hopefully we did win that we're not going to talk about that competition because you know we're Manchester United man uh, other than that thank you very <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for your time this evening lads uh, I was expecting a much much more somber pod but we kind of eventually got there once we were talking about everything going on around the pod it's pod you know everything going on around the club um, yeah have a nice evening peace mm-hmm. what the mm. hell was that he was that that was <laughs> Seb the guy's been wiling man was been wiling yeah, since he came on man absolutely <laughs> bang out of order man <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sometimes saving money takes work. Like when you have to walk an extra block for that coffee deal. Or battle pop-up ads to get online coupon codes. But when you switch to Xfinity Mobile, saving money is easy peasy. You'll save up to $400 a year on your wireless bill. And you can even get $250 off when you purchase an eligible smartphone now through January 4th. So you can do the same thing you always do. Just with more money in your pocket. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Wireless savings compares to averages of top providers. Xfinity Internet required. Sports Social Podcast Network.